Hello and welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary, the podcast, you know, where we recap old 90s sitcoms and my cat does everything he can to fuck with the sound quality. (laughs) I did my level best here to make myself a little spot, Um, you know, tried to cover up some of the walls and such try to put out something good quality and the moment I sit down in this spot my cat is all up in my business so that's pretty cool cats be cats you know sorry about that let's just start off with an apology I feel like I just come on here and apologize for an hour and a half every week let's not be like that I'm not sorry my cat is pretty rad and he's happy here so you know is what it is get into it and I'm sure he'll stop soon uh, this week, I'm early, I think. I mean, I'm recording early, so in theory, this should come out early. I haven't really had extra time, but we all do our best, I guess. This week, we're not on Christmas at all. I wasn't expecting this to be a Christmas episode, and it's probably going to drop, like, right before Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. But the... I don't know, I was going to call it good news, it's not good news. I'm really tired, guys. (laughs) Should I pick a different time to record? Probably. Will I? I won't. I just, I'm not gonna, so. Uh, The good news is, I have it on very good authority that for Christmas I'm going to get an actual, like, mic. (laughs) Like a mic mic. Like a real mic. So, that'll be pretty cool. I think the quality is going to go up. can only go up from here, right? So... This week for our non-Christmassy Christmas episode, we have Jerry Springer, I can't stop loving you! That's how I read it. It's in all caps is the thing, and there's of course the exclamation mark, so I like to read it as aggressively as possible. The whole time I've just been, I, I kind of live my life, right? I'm going through my day and I'm like, which episode am I going to talk about? Oh yeah, I can't stop loving you! <laughs> it only ever happens in my head that way, which has been a fun couple weeks for me. It's an earlier Jerry Springer. It's an old set. It's the old music. That it never comes to mind as soon as I can hear uh, a new song comes up every time. Do, 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 do. I don't know. It's jazzy. It's 90s. It's hot. Jerry sets us up. Cole's notes. It's about cheating. <laughs> this episode is about cheating. I think all the episodes of... This is definitely the end of first gen. I don't even know if it was first gen, but this is definitely the end of this era, the tail end of this era of Jerry before they go into their grungy leaning into the trashiness phase, the final phase, phase, if you will, which did last actually quite a long time for a final. I feel like each phase has a good, you know, eight to 10 years anyway. Uh, the new ones, in case you've been living under a rock, I think every other episode, definitely the new gen episodes are all about people cheating. So I don't know why we always take the time to come up with a little blurb to start. First up, we have Tony. Tony immediately... Oh, Tony's a girl. I guess that's probably not... I mean, it's not like a necessarily a gender-fluid name. Uh, Tony's a girl. She immediately starts out. So Jerry's going through this whole, like, 
then what do you do? And blah, blah, blah. Tony says, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. He's like setting up what we're going to talk about with words. With words. <laughs> Not with props. And uh, while he's talking, we get like a straight shot on Tony who is rubbing the under part of her nose for probably I'd say a good 15 to maybe 20 consecutive seconds like the whole time he's introducing her she's like I don't know how to do it like my fingers and mustache and we're going back and forth 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 15 to 20 seconds of just that and I was like well you're on drugs then for sure (laughs) I know the other week I wasn't as sure I was like oh maybe it's like a tick or you know a giveaway for lying or something like that no Tony's going ham like she just did a big fat line backstage (laughs) she probably did Tony's look is very I'm gonna call it 90s drugs chic her hair is bobby pinned into a not great updo it's like a bun I feel like it was a real round bun not a bang to be had it's just pulled right back and she's got eyeliner all the way up and around all in her uh, waterline right up there we've got like a lip liner with a dark lip got drawn on two dark eyebrows and the most baffling part of the whole outfit to me is that what she was wearing mainly looked like a fleece pullover like a Oh, and my partner just bought one, and I was teasing him about it because I make that I didn't know it was called a quarter zip. I've been calling them fleece pullovers. I mean a quarter zip. I mean it has a zipper, but I'm not unzipping it to get it off my body. I'm just unzipping it enough to like vent some of the hot air out of my torso area. I think they're dumb. <laughs> Sorry, I just think they're dumb. Not only would I never add a bulky zipper to my outfit I definitely wouldn't for no reason what is the purpose of this you can't have it zipped up it looks bad on me maybe it's better I guess it's probably better on guys but uh I think it's maybe the v like it's a it's flattering on guys it's never I never think it's flattering on women if you're a woman and you have one of these Oh, no, I know it's called a quarter zip sweater. Throw it out and burn it. Don't donate it. That's rude. Unless somebody is like naked and cold and has no clothes, then you can give it to them. I guess it's better than nothing, but <laughs> please don't ever, ever, ever wear it. At least not with confidence, that's for sure. Sorry. <laughs> My cat's getting kind of aggressive over here. Um. Anyway, it's like huge. It's one of these quarter zip fleecy looking pullovers it's black it's like as long as a dress I think I don't know if it's hers and she's wearing like a kind of a shitty like choker not quite like an all the way choker like those tattoo chokers that were so cool in the 90s and are coming back I believe but um no it was like just a really short necklace not great um and then these like black tights I don't know she must have had a skirt on like nobody would Nobody would wear just a sweater, right? It was so baffling because I felt like the rest of her outfit was, like, nice or trying to be nice. And then just this random, shitty, ugly sweater (laughs) on top of it. It had no shape. It had nothing. It was just there. Okay, so Tony looks terrible. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think that's as far as we've gotten so far. Uh, we hear that Tony's been sleeping with her ex since she was 13 years old. There's like a big pause. And then the audience is like, ooh, <laughs> and is here to confront him and his new lover. Pause. Oh, <laughs> they must have had, they must have had, um, prompts for the audience. Then that person must have been asleep because <laughs> I felt <laughs> just there were these huge pauses in the middle and then a reaction like we were watching fireworks. It was so weird. Tony, why are you here today? Tony says, well, I'm here to confront this little hoe-ass bitch that was supposed to be my friend. Hoe-ass bitch sounds weak. It's really hard to come up with a good, you know, one-off, one-line insult that is going to really snap. That wasn't it. Little hoe-ass bitch. Hmm. That was supposed to be my friend. She's supposed to be my friend, and she stabbed me in the back, and I caught her in bed with him, and I'm here to confront the little hoe. That's what I'm here for. The audience is psyched about this. Tony is now 19 years old. So she's not, obviously she's not 13 years old anyway, but <laughs> sleeping with her ex since she was 13 years old. Six years. I mean, six out of 19. I don't know. <laughs> just Whatever, it's stupid. This whole first story, here's, I'm just going to not bury the lead at all. This whole first story could be summed up basically by being like, they're a bunch of 19 year olds. And I get the sense they like to party. That's not me, by the way. My cat is now cleaning himself for fuck's sake. What to do? Oh my god. Uh, so Jerry like seeks some clarity on the thirteen-year-olds of it all, but the guy is twenty-two now. So I guess they were thirteen and sixteen, which isn't great. I'm not psyched about that. It's not. I don't think it's illegal. I mean, maybe it is. Different states are different, but... Jerry asks how she found out that they were sleeping together. This is um, her ex and the hoe, I guess. Tony says, well, she was staying in his house with one of his friends because she got kicked out of her parents' house. And I went over there one morning before I went to work and caught him in bed together. And she says at first she was she was just so shocked, so she just left. I don't know, I guess. Uh, the next day she came back and pulled the bitch out the house by her hair. As you do. The day after you find them together in bed. That that gives us like a first degree murder. <laughs> like that kind of pushes it into premeditation, honestly. But you know, Tony is going to do what she's going to do, I think. Tony says she still loves him, loves him, loves him, even though he's sleeping with someone else. I shouldn't, but I still do. Tony has a really weird smile. Maybe it's the drugs, but she has too many teeth showing on the side areas. It's a little bit Gina Gershon, but none of the pretty features of Gina Gershon. Just like the weird ones. <laughs> Coke for sure. Jerry asks if the ex still sleeps with her. And, like, with the other girl, the the hoe-ass bitch. And Tony says, yeah, but he still sleeps with me, too. So let's meet Sarah, the hoe-ass bitch. Uh, in future Jerry Springer, Tony would have jumped her the second that Sarah got on stage. Like, Sarah would have put a toenail on stage and she would have been down. But it's uh, still that classy-ish, almost classy. Not quite classy anymore, but on the, on the coattails of classy. <laughs> um you know, era. 
So Sarah gets probably, yeah, another 10, 15 seconds of just existing on stage before she's attacked. It it's not, it doesn't sound like a big thing, but as many of these as I've been watching, I was like, whoa, she's just like out there. Oh, oh, oh there it is. There it is. Uh, Sarah is like way prettier than Tony, but in a 90s way. <laughs> she's got long like longish blonde hair and one of those headbands remember these headbands this really took me back because I had forgotten about them you remember the headbands that were all teeth and no band <laughs> like someone took a, a hairband and they were like what if what if we doubled the number of pointy parts and just got rid of this whole smooth surface on the top <laughs> what do we need the rest of this for those ones she's got that in She's got like a short black sleeveless dress, kind of a, she kind of made me think of Alicia Silverstone, but with like kind of chubbier cheeks, I think just because she's probably also 19. Uh, she's got black flats, but they're not ballet flats. They're like a dressy running shoe. What did women wear before ballet flats? Was it hard <laughs> to have a flat shoe in the 90s? Kind of looked like a swim shoe. It was odd. It was odd. I didn't like it. You shouldn't, I mean, I'm guessing they, at this point, they weren't letting anybody wear heels on this show for a good reason. Although they still have all the books in the background. It blows my mind every time I see these people like scrapping with each other and there's like a shelf full of, I don't know, like blunt trauma inducing objects that are easily throwable <laughs> just right there behind them. Jerry is just staring at all of this very disinterestedly arms crossed they're just shouting obscenities at each other sarah asks what tony's gonna solve by doing all that which is kind of a point tony's like i just love to beat your ass sarah's like okay well you can beat my ass all you want but i'm still fucking your guy haha zing uh, there's more shouting, and then they have another little fight. It <laughs> ends with Tony being like, yeah, cry, bitch. <laughs> Sarah, who's visibly not crying, says, I'm not crying, ho. And Tony's like, you're the ho. <laughs> yeah, this is called being 19. Jerry points out that the guy must like Sarah, at least to some extent, if he's sleeping with her. And Tony says, he told me she's a dead and a cheap lay I didn't understand what the dead thing was a dead I don't know a dead I don't know <laughs> no idea what that word was um but a cheap lay we kept the cheap lay so at least we can follow what the accusation is more or less Jerry says, Sarah, if you knew he still had a relationship with Tony, why did you sleep with him? And Sarah's like, because he didn't. <laughs> he didn't have a relationship with her. He's told her over and over he doesn't want anything to do with her. I've told her. Everyone we know has told her. He's done and she needs to move on. And she just, the bitch won't listen. And Tony, gives, yeah, okay, kind of a fair count, point counterpoint there, says uh, then he needs to stop asking me to go to bed. Sarah's like, I doubt that's been happening, but Tony says that she fucked him last week. Sarah still doubts this. <laughs> I don't know. Tony, she's like, when? And Tony's like, it was the night that we drank half gallon of apple pucker. And uh, everyone thought that was funny in the audience. I, it, it did sound very funny, but then I had to look up what apple pucker was. <laughs> 
Uh, I looked it up. De Cuper Sour Apple Pucker is a sour apple-flavored fruit liqueur produced in the Netherlands at just 15% alcohol by volume, 30 proof. It's fairly low octane and can be employed in a number of drinks. So it's sour puss. If you live, <laughs> I don't have fucking sour up. Maybe I do, but I've never ever bought it. It's sour puss again, cause they're 19 and they're drinking a half gallon of sour puss. <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, Sarah thinks she's lying about this. Jerry's like, well, okay, maybe, okay, maybe here's the problem. What's this apple pucker? What's that? And Tony's just tells him it's good shit. She's like, it's good shit, Jerry. <laughs> Must be to get him drunk. I will say about sourpuss, my recollection of being a, tim- a teenager and drinking sourpuss is that sourpuss does have a very interesting effect where you really do not feel drunk. And it kind of feels like a waste of time. You're like, wow, I spent a bunch of money to drink all this shit and choke it down. And I feel just the same as I did before. But when you rewind, watch back what you did while you were, quote unquote, not drunk on Sourpuss, you were inevitably inevitably so drunk. And you look back at what you did and you're like, oh, God, like what was I doing? Oh, I must have been drunk. But you don't feel drunk. It's not the best kind of drunk. I guess it depends what you're going for, but usually if you're trying to get drunk, you're trying to get drunk, so. And it's not good if you feel like you're sober, making good choices, and your choices are terrible. Sarah points out that the guy doesn't have to be drunk to sleep with her, which is, even if it did happen, as Tony says with the apple pucker, uh, uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, (laughs) if you have to get him drunk to sleep with you, that's not great. Tony's like, honey, he's been sleeping with me for seven years. And then Sarah's like, yeah, that's all he ever wanted you for was sex. Uh, Jerry's like, okay, 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 okay. You guys used to be best friends. (laughs) Both at the same time, they're like, no, 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 we used to be real good friends. I don't know about best friends. (laughs) Jerry's like, okay, Sarah, if you were good friends, though... When he came on to you, why wouldn't you say, like, oh, hey, well, you're still with my friends, so I can't sleep with you right now. Let me know when you're broken up. And Sarah's like, because they were broken up. (laughs) I feel like poor Sarah's been pretty consistent with their story this whole time. But then Tony's like, he was in my life, though. She knew. And Jerry goes to Tony and he's like, okay, but you were, you were broken up? <laughs> I was like, poor Jerry is like a high school counselor now. He, Tony says, well, we'd been split up for two months, but we were still sleeping together because we used to live together. Of course. Why wouldn't you sleep with the people you live with? Jerry says, okay, well, if you were broken up for two months, you know, at that age, guys will date. <laughs> and Tony's like, yeah, but you just don't do that to your friends. Uh... Sarah says, you can't stop people from feeling what they want to (laughs) feel. He wanted me and I wanted him, so why should you stand in our way? And Tony's like, well, that's the same thing I heard when you was sleeping with our other other buddies. One one the week before him and one the week before that. You just want anybody that wants you. And I was like, so she's 19. Sarah (laughs) tells us that recently Tony was bragging about, oh, I slept with a fifth of the guys in this room, which is very specific. Jerry even is like, what kind of room are you in? (laughs) There's a real lack of laughter for that, but I think it's a valid question. What room were you in? Were you in a school assembly (laughs) and you've slept with a fifth of the guys in the room? That's 
a lot of guys. Was there like five guys in the room <laughs> and you slept with one of them? I don't know. I just we need a lot more context to judge that. Um, but Jerry's like, okay, okay, you've both been sexually active, I think is what we're hearing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Jerry. Uh, Jerry's like, well, we gotta meet this guy. Uh, so we get a commercial. And, oh, we get the up next. I forgot about the guys up on about these. I feel like it's been a hundred years since I did Jerry. Um, we get the up next. Lots more fighting. But first... And a bad moon rising. Ooh, what could be happening, guys? Let's find out. First, let's meet Sean. Sean comes out in a suit and tie. <laughs> and he's like, how the hell you doing, Jerry? And Jerry's like, I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> Jerry has a good way. It's one of my favorite things to do is to match the energy of the person greeting me. Even when it's ridiculous. It's very fun. Sean, he's fine looking. He's not exceptional. He's got a shirt and tie. His hair is like super, super, super short, but it's not bald. It's about as short as it could be. He's got some facial hair going on. Nothing crazy. Tony says, I love you. Why are you with that little hoe? Why are you telling me she's a beep lay and everything else? Why? And Sean's like, because you're the one that put me here. What the hell are you talking about? You're the one hitting on me. And Tony just, it the, it was probably the most believable that Tony was through the whole thing. She was like, oh, okay, yeah. And she, like, rolls her eyes. And then, for no apparent reason, I don't know, they must, somebody must have yelled something from the audience that we didn't pick up on the mic. Uh, Sean, like, turns to the audience and he's like, I ain't never hit a woman in my life. I never will. And if she's going to start hitting on me, what the hell? And then I was like, what? Wait. What do you mean hitting on me? Like, I don't know. It just got confusing. Tony's like, what does that have to do with? And then Sean stands up and he's like, because I'm a man, y'all. They all want this dick. (laughs) Points to his dick. Okay. Again, I don't know what, I don't know where any of that, I, I promise I didn't leave anything out. Tony insists on knowing why he tells her Sarah's a bad lay like she's like no why do you tell me this specifically and Jerry's like maybe if we think of another argument <laughs> and I was like yeah I'll say Sean referring to Tony says like yeah you drink enough and you can hit that you look pretty damn good after a six pack do they sell sour pot sour puss in six packs I think it's more of a mixed situation Tony now attack Sean and we see Sarah laughing while the bouncers take them down when they're done Tony collects her shoes but the bouncers take them again they are very projectile objects projectable Mm, throwable (laughs) Uh, Tony collects her shoes and then after the bouncers take them Sean's like what's up Tony and then Tony like whispers she's like What's up, Sean? Sean, I don't know why. So, uh, everyone's on drugs and everyone's 19. Sean's like, nothing. And then everyone cheers. <laughs> Jerry's like, okay, well, the point is, <laughs> thank you, Jerry, the only adult in the room. Uh, you've been with her for six years. And Sean's like, yeah. And Jerry's like, I'm not saying you should be, but 
Sean's like, right, listen, she started hitting on me. Things weren't working out. I, oh, hit. So now I guess hitting on means like physically hitting. Things weren't working out. I can't even go out and take a shit without her wondering where I'm at. Jerry reads my mind and he's like, why would you go out to do that? (laughs) Why would you need to? weird and Sean's like well because I got to she's behind me all the damn time how does she fit behind the toilet Sean oh well Jerry suggests indoor plumbing Sean says it's weird I don't know Sean is obviously talking to the audience but we can't hear the audience so it just comes off as like really unhinged but he's like it's too damn hot for tv that's why they want it pointing at his duck again the audience wants to see it so Sean stands up and unbuckles his pants to show us the goods and some of the women in the audience are standing and cheering like this guy is Magic Mike (laughs) which he's not he's fine but he's not Magic Mike when the pants come off and we get like a front blur but really he just pulls down his boxers and moons the audience I don't know why as a woman I'd say basically I almost never want to see naked guy but I mean if you're Michelangelo or something maybe but like mostly I'm good it's not it's not the most attractive part of your body I don't think Sean I'm sure there's people that disagree with me Sean shouts at Jerry that there ain't no shame in his game he's got the goods and that's why the ladies are fighting over him we don't, I don't have a last name and I'm guessing his real name's probably not even Sean, but I really want to see where Sean is in 2023. <laughs> I want to see it. I'm guessing probably normally, probably was like away from kids and stuff, or maybe he's in jail. I don't know. Tony asks about the lady across the street that Sean fucked the night that Sarah was in jail. And Sean's like, what the hell? You know, I had to get mine on. What the hell? Jerry's staring at them all looking the me- the most amount of concern, like max concerned and so confused. <laughs> like Jerry's the look on his face is like he is in an advanced organic chemistry class and he's like really trying to understand what the professor is saying. <laughs> like he's like hmm. he looks engaged but confused. In response, Sean accuses Tony of having been around the whole damn town five times. I don't know. It must have been a good good sized room then, I guess, that they were in before. Jerry says, basically out of nowhere, Tony has a friend, John. Let's bring out John. Here's John. John lumbers onto the stage. Jerry's like, so, John, what can you add to this story? Don't even set it up. Like, who is, who are you? John says, I just want to tell my boy here, stay away from that trick. He means Sarah. Man, all she does is sleep with our buddies. She causes fights, dog. You know, she's getting in our ranks, man. She's getting in our ranks. (laughs) John's just like, yes, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. (laughs) He looks like he's considering it. Sarah seemed like the nice one. John tells Sarah she ain't nothing but a hoe. And Sarah's like, you're going to sit next to her and call me a hoe? Which draws the wrath of Tony, who attacks Sarah once again. Jerry, once that's died down, Jerry says, I still don't understand why you're mad at her, though. Because if you've been with him for six years, 
then your argument's really with him, not her. And Tony says, uh, some, I don't know, she's supposed to be my friend. <laughs> she was big enough to stab me in the back, so she should be big enough to take her ass whooping. Uh, John agrees <laughs> with that, I guess. Tony emphasizes her point by once again calling Sarah a trick ho little bitch, which I think was what she started with, if I remember correctly. Sarah says, well, the only reason you got John on your side over there is because you came crawling out of his bedroom Sunday morning. We don't hear anyone disagree with that. John does say that he wasn't even there and then counters with something that doesn't really make sense. More trick ho talk. Jerry walks away and just doesn't address this anymore and throws it to commercial and we don't talk to them again (laughs) until we're done i understand i think jerry was just like oh my god i don't want i'm not in high school i can't deal with this (laughs) too much coming up them's fighting words but first the challenge imagine this is where mtv is the challenge started that'd be so fun (laughs) I mean, it kind of did. That's my thesis here, right? Is that all reality all reality TV kind of started here? The cradle of reality TV. Now, let's meet Richard when we get back. Who's forced to come clean to his wife about his affair because the other woman won't let him end it. Richard has very long, dark hair in a half ponytail. He, he had a good beard and a good face. He was kind of swarthy. The hair was really confusing <laughs> to me. It, it was a half it was a half ponytail. Like he had I think the bottom half of his head might have been shaved cuz I didn't see any hair that wasn't in the ponytail, but the ponytail was definitely like all the hair above his ears pulled back into a like a low ponytail. It didn't like it it mm, it was weird. It was weird. It was like a half ponytail. I don't know what happened on the bottom. Like <laughs> a reverse mullet, I guess. Richard says that for the last month his life's been a living hell. He says, I cheated on my wife with a girl we were staying with. She will not leave me alone now because I told her I wanted to end it. I want to be the good guy. I want to come clean before it blows up in my face and everything goes wrong. <laughs> There's a general feel from the audience that this is a good thing. Jerry says, well, that's good. Let's meet the wife, Tammy. Tammy. Tammy is in a full gold outfit. It wasn't great for the camera. It was really shiny. And it matched on the top and the bottom with some kind of like a gold floralish type of pattern. Pretty, but terribly 90s makeup. Bit of a natural look. Probably she's wearing, like, a regular amount of makeup. Like, a BB cream. I don't think they had BB creams then, but, like, she's wearing, like, a BB cream. Uh, It's just not really quite enough for the stage and the lights and stuff. She looks fine. She comes out, and they hug, and they sit down, and they're holding hands, and looking all cozy. Richard's like... This is always my favorite part. I love to see how, like, what words people choose to use (laughs) for these confessions. Richard says, remember when we lived with Lisa about a month ago? (laughs) I was like, probably. Like, does Tammy have a brain injury? (laughs) Like, why wouldn't she? Do you remember when we lived with that person a month ago? (laughs) Yeah, I think I do. Um, I had an affair. 
Tammy throws a head punch real quick. Like, she just throws her arm up right away. <laughs> and Richard blocks it with lightning fast reflexes. <laughs> it was very exciting. I, um, we did a little test here in our own house to see, like, if such a punch could be blocked. I mean, he probably knew. Because he, he knew he was giving her bad news. So he probably had his hand, you know, at the ready, I'm guessing. Or he's Spider-Man. It was real quick. It was a quick block. <laughs> block. Richard whispers, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tammy says, why? Why? Richard's, like, still this, like, really quiet voice. He's like, I don't know. Well, you know, we met three years ago at the skating rink and everything. And we got to talking about it when I was off work, helping her with furniture and stuff. And one thing led to another, and it happened. It's funny how these things just happen. It's funny how we always get this long, rambling nonsense, and then one thing led to another, and it just happened. (laughs) I feel like we could have cut off the whole first part of that story and just said, well, one thing led to another, and it happened. And that would give us basically the same amount of information. Tammy wants to know if Lisa's here, which she is. Tammy is visibly shaking, but she says, bring her out. And Jerry obliges without even an inkling of a hesitation. Honestly, he's like, yeah, of course, yeah, here's Lisa. (laughs) Lisa is dressed like a school marm. She couldn't look worse. It was very unflattering. It was like a high, round, round bun. Big, big glasses. Kind of a maxi dress situation. Very shapeless. Lisa and Tammy start right out scrapping. And I want to point out that I swear to God at at the start of the episode, I did notice because I remember recapping a different episode where the bouncers didn't even have matching shirts. (laughs) I was like, guys, we could get on that, right? Maybe a uniform. And then obviously they got them uniforms, which is fine. But at this point, I swear at the beginning when they were like introducing Jerry... I swear to you, they introduced Steve Wilkos, too. Like, I'm sure that he came out on the stage in a shirt, like their uniform bouncer shirt or whatever. But I haven't seen Steve... I didn't see Steve Wilkos on the stage even once. Jerry did make some kind of joke at some point about director of security or something. It might be coming up, but it made me think of Steve Wilkos has become, like, the director of security, and now he doesn't have to, like, physically break these people up. That's my theory. Richard tells Lisa to get out of their life. You've done nothing the past month but lie to everybody in town, spread rumors, telling bleep. Don't know. (laughs) Don't know. Something about Lisa telling people Tammy was sleeping with someone. Like, I tried to, like, flip it and reverse it. (laughs) Try to get us to leave. And for me to come to you, it ain't happening. I told you, the reason I want it to stop is that I don't want to lose her. I want to be with her, and I don't want to lose her stepson. <laughs> it's a strong feeling for a stepson. I mean, that's good, I guess. There's, like, an audience member clapping behind Jerry. Like, there's a gun to his head. He is so unenthusiastic. He's, this is the biggest, heaviest slow claps I've ever seen. God, my cat. Even when he's not <laughs> purring, he just breathes so loud. Lisa says, then why are you going around telling everyone that you love me more than you love Tammy? Richard says, that's a damn lie. How the hell could I love you when we were only together a couple of nights? And Lisa says that she's loved him for three fucking years. So what in the hell is up? (laughs) Sounds like that was one sided. Richard says, I don't love you. 
Jerry asks Tammy what she wants to say to Lisa. Tammy's like, leave him alone. Lisa's like head bobbing all over the place. And she's like, if I don't, what the hell you gonna do? Tammy's like, she doesn't look like she's fucking around at all. She's like, I'll beat your ass right here, right now. And they almost don't fight, but then they do a little. It's kind of awkward, (laughs) honestly. Jerry asks Tammy if she's willing to forgive Richard. And she says she is, and then they kiss. Which is, I guess, nice. I feel like we're in for some big conversations when we get home, though. Up next, them's fighting words. So we already saw the challenge, now we're going to get the fighting words. Every time, by the way, I should... I should try to focus on this more, but every time Jerry comes back from a commercial, he sets up a new situation as if it's the same situation that we've been talking about the whole time. (laughs) For example, now let's meet Kevin, who says his wife has been sleeping with another man for the past eight years. Barely, barely related (laughs) to, I mean, it's cheating. I guess it's all cheating, but like, I don't know. Again, I should have paid more attention in the beginning, but it's like, the first story was like, we're going to talk to people today who say that their ex-lover is sleeping with someone and they want them back or something. And then like, it'll, and then they're like, and now, as you all know, we're talking to people who uh, have been sleeping with other people for eight years. <laughs> like, wait, have we? Like, it's just, It seems like he just rewrites it every time we come back (laughs) and meet a new set of people but anyway now we're gonna meet kevin who says his wife has been sleeping with another man for the past eight years what i need you to know and to me like i thought it was obvious and then sometimes sometimes like later i'm like maybe it's not obvious maybe i have an eye for these things but kevin has crazy eyes he's not a bad looking guy He's got kind of a spiky hair thing, but the eyes are so crazy. They couldn't be crazier. It just, as soon as it looked on, I was like, oh, this guy's unhinged. And I think we'll find that's probably true. Also, he has an accent like Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel, which it just didn't really match. It it really didn't match his look. Not that, I don't know. I don't know. He just had kind of a yuppie sort of look. Not like a real, like not a yuppie in New York, but a yuppie in Alabama. Alabama yuppie, you know? Uh, And then this accent came out and I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) I was not, wasn't expecting that. Jerry says, why would you want to marry a woman who's been sleeping with, wait, when did you marry her? Remember we just heard that his wife has been sleeping with another man for eight years. When did you marry her? Five months ago, <clears throat> Jerry's like, wait, so five months ago, you married a woman who's been sleeping with someone else for eight years. Kevin's like, yep. Jerry's like, why? <laughs> what the fuck? Kevin's like, it's simple. I love her. She's my soulmate. We both know that we're supposed to be together and... Sorry, we went from Cletus to uh, <laughs> to Forrest Gump somehow. I I don't know if accents are my thing. We're going to workshop it, okay? Together. It's happening right now. Jerry's like, but she's still with this other guy. And Kevin's like, it don't matter. She knows she needs to be with me. She knows that's where she belongs. And irregardless, 
<laughs> whether it's on a leash, in the trunk of a car, piggyback, I'm not leaving today without her. And I was like, oh. The audience was also not impressed with it. Like that, in that moment, I was like, yep, there's the crazy eyes. See, I saw it in your eyes and now it's coming out your mouth. <laughs> it's perfect. Not shocking to me. But if you didn't pick up on the crazy eyes, I guess it would be very shocking. It was a weird, what a weird thing to say. Kevin shows us his wedding ring and tells us that it shows the commitment between the two of them because he hasn't taken it off the whole time and won't because today she's coming home. Uh, yeah. All right. I don't, I didn't understand how it showed any more commitment between anybody else that's married. I mean, a lot of people cheat on their spouses. <laughs> it happens. Uh, I guess the audience changed their mind somehow because now they're clapping. <laughs> they love love, I guess. Jerry questions why you'd want to be with someone that needs to be dragged home on a leash. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to be with someone that wants to be with you? Kevin, I, I don't know. Kevin is either seeing something that does not exist with his crazy eyes or maybe he's telling the truth I don't know but he says because she's not really the kind of person she plays herself off to be she's a different person when you get to know her she's just confused right now someone just needs to take control right now and just show her how it is (laughs) I don't like this it sounds abusive it sounds abusive audience is booing again but then it kind of rounds the bend into a clap I don't know if I think the audience is as confused as I am. And Jerry's like, hmm. Hmm. And Jerry's like, I just want to, okay, I just want to re reiterate. You've been married for five months, and she's been fucking this guy for eight years. And Kevin's like, yeah, bring him out. <laughs> so Jerry's like, all right, here's Sam. Sam looks like he's had a few rough mornings. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him. He just looked... He looked like a guy who'd be at the bar at like 2.30 in the morning, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of those, bit of a barfly. He looked like a barfly. Kevin is just staring at him with the creepy fucking creeper eyes. Like he's just deadlocked on. <laughs> it's really aggressive. Is that passive aggressive? I mean, he's not attacking him, so I guess it's passive aggressive. But he has just locked his eyes on Sam, and he will not let go. Jerry asks Sam to basically confirm what we've already known, that they've been sleeping together for eight years. Um, Sounds like they're in love. Jerry's like, so why'd she get married to him, this guy, Kevin? (laughs) Sam's like, I don't know. She was drunk, and Kevin attacks! (laughs) These are big guys, like they're bigger guys, so there's about four bouncers that it takes to untangle them all, and still no Steve. Jerry says he doesn't understand either of you guys, and that is a fair point. (laughs) Jerry asks both of them, well, he starts with Sam, he's like, okay, okay, okay. When was the last time you were with her? And Sam's like, you mean sexually? (laughs) Yes. Sam's like, I don't know, a couple of hours ago. Okay, Sam, so does it matter? Then that probably means the last time you slept with her is the last time you saw her. So I don't know if we really need to like clarify that. Cause it would have been the same answer. It sounds like either way. How about you, Kev? Um, about two weeks ago. But that's the story. She keeps going over there, but she keeps coming back to me. He stands up in kind of an aggressive posture. 
and he's like pointing at his own dick. We got a lot of self dick pointing here. Um, cause she knows this shit pointing at his dick is good and she wants it. I don't know what's, if he's got boots, it looks like he's wearing fake, it wasn't until he stood up and I was like, are you wearing fake Santa boots? <laughs> what boots are these? It looks like his socks got pulled up over his pants somehow. It was really, I think it was a shoe. I don't know. I don't think you'd come out in socks pulled up over your pants. I don't know, Kevin looks like a psycho, so if anyone would do it, it'd probably be him. Kevin tells Sam to shut up. No one wants to hear you at all. And Jerry's like, no, no, guys, it's a talk show. (laughs) Don't don't shut up. Sam's like, you little boy, Kevin. And then Kevin all garbled together. It's like, yeah, you'd know only if you'd been there, and you might be that kind, but not with me, which I think was a gay illusion. Kevin's just still staring daggers at Sam the whole time, not blinking. And Sam looks also like he might he either had a late night or he might have just smoked a joint. I think from his reactions, I think he smoked a joint. <laughs> the impression I get. Um, and, well, I did. he did get laid like two hours ago, so I want to say maybe that's it. But he just can't stop like laughing and smiling. This whole thing is a joke. Jerry tries to point out to Kevin that he's probably wrong because she's been with Sam for eight years and Kevin hasn't fucked her in two weeks and Kevin did just today. So I guess if if Jerry's going to be the uh, King Solomon of this, I think he's going to give her to Sam. Uh, and Kevin's like, no, it's not her fault. And he's like, well, what did Sam, what did you do, drag her there? Did you put a leash on her? And Kevin explains, no, Sam knows how to play with her head, and it's a mind control type of thing. (laughs) You're not even man enough to have your own place. And Sam's like, yeah, I do have my own place. And Kevin's like, no, you don't. And Sam's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Oh, my God. Take us back to the high school group. (laughs) Jesus. There's, like, a really unintelligible back and forth. And somehow, at the end of it, Kevin, I think he threatens to cut Sam's head off. So that escalated pretty quickly as far as arguments go jerry just has one question before the break and then we're gonna meet the lucky lady was kevin drunk when they got married and kevin says no and neither was she now the commercial up next crashing the boards jerry reintroduces the story and points out that it's kind of fucked up to marry someone who's still sleeping with somebody else actively (laughs) and kevin's like they weren't together at the time that I married her. And Jerry's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like that day? Like she, like she wasn't physically with him <laughs> at that moment. Kevin's like, no. Cause after that we left the state for a few months. Okay. Um, we're going to learn more about that when we meet Donna. And now we're going to meet Donna. Donna comes out and she smooches right up, up on Sam Oh, sorry, I should have said, I think Jerry's, no, Jerry's awarding Donna to Sam. I might have mixed up their names. There's a lot of names. Uh, so Donna's smooching on Sam. She puts her hand vertically up, and she's like, hi, Jerry! And Jerry, like, mirrors it back to her in this way. I see it too, love. It's cute. I think it's one of the cuter things Jerry does. He's like, she's like, hi, Jerry! And he, like, mirrors back the same, like, vertical hand motion, and he's like, Hi, Donna! It's <laughs> very cute. Donna has a French knot situation. Bit of a Miss Piggy face. Black dress. She looks like she... 
is trying to be really fancy. She doesn't look fancy. <laughs> she looks like that's the look she was going for. And she's so dramatic. She does hand gestures like a drag queen, honestly. She's got wispy grade 8 bangs, but they look kind of soft and nice. By grade 8 bangs, I mean the little wisps on the side. Not a full floof. Like, not a full floofy bang, just the wisps. Kind of a... And <laughs> said elevated floofy bangs. I mean, slightly. It's one rung up, maybe on the ladder. And she's got like a dark green scarf tied around her neck. Oh, sorry, I had to move my leg. And the ugliest low-heeled sandals I have ever seen. There is nothing I hate more than a low-heel sandal. God. She's got a dark lip. Donna waves to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Jerry asks Donna, what the fuck is going on? Donna says she's never stopped sleeping with Sam, and it doesn't sound like she ever intends to. She stands up and brings up when Kevin said she wanted him for dick. And Donna's like, I'm sorry, hon, that's not why I married you. Why do you think I never leave Sam? Because you can't please your wife. Kevin's like, why do you think you never married him? God, it's so forthcoming. <laughs> Damn it. And Jerry says, no offense to Kevin, but why did you marry Kevin, man? <laughs> What's the reason? Donna says that he pushed her and pressured her and he tried to buy her love. Sounds like love bombing. Kevin says, no, he only asked once. I don't know if that was the point. Kevin's putting up a lot of red flags here. I don't care for Kevin. Donna accuses Kevin of paying for their wedding with hot checks. <laughs> Dramatically displays her diamond ring to the audience. See this diamond ring? I'm supposed to wear it on my left hand, but guess what? I wear it on the other hand, and it was also bought with hot checks. <laughs> Kevin was like, was not. And then Sam, who's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> definitely smoked a joint. He's got, <laughs> like from out of frame so we can't see him all year is this doctor teeth of the muppets voice coming he's like it was it was he's like oh my god who was that and i was like oh god sam donna sounds like she's got two winners in her stable donna's just like straight up roasting kevin now like a bitch i mean kevin's also an asshole i think probably but Donna's being a real bitch about it. And Jerry's like, okay, but why did you marry him then? And fucking <laughs> Dr. Teeth from out of frame again is like, she was drunk. <laughs> I was like, okay. God, it seems like there's some kind of disagreement on who was how drunk, but Donna does agree that she did fuck Kevin a couple weeks ago, so that tracks. Donna says she doesn't love him, though. She just feels sorry for him. And Jerry's like, do you sleep with every person you feel sorry for? And in my head, I was like, oh, God, don't let her near any orphanages. Am I right? <laughs> God, it's not the kind of charity we're looking for. We get more confusing and pointless chatter, but Sam somehow ends up accusing Kevin of wearing Sam's underwear, which Donna thinks is delightfully funny. <laughs> Donna... With her community theater hands, like her jazz hands, asks Kevin um, why he hides her bras and panties in his boots. Are you wearing them? And Kevin's like, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing my boots. Kevin might be an asshole and slow, I don't know. 
Jerry's like, what the fuck? You married him and now you're just up here in roast mode? Why are you like this? <laughs> Kevin's like, oh, that's in the, okay, this is what I will give Kevin this one half a point because he does sound like the most mature person on the stage right now, which is fucking horrifying. He's like, that's all she knows how to do. She can't carry on a totally intelligent conversation. Oh, wow, we went com- conversation. And especially around him, he's got to joke around because he don't know how to speak decently and maturely and act like an adult. And Donna's like, no, you act like a psycho. Maybe they're both right. <laughs> Could they both be right? Jerry wants Donna and Kevin to have a conversation husband and wife to which Donna says <laughs> Kevin insists this can only happen if they get Sam off the stage so Sam leaves and Jerry's like we'll bring you back right away don't worry I don't think Sam's worried Kevin says Donna can say whatever to him and he'll always be there Kevin blathers on about how he always wears the ring even though when she leaves and also he has a picture of her I guess that he carries with him all the time and Donna's like straight up like pantomimes crying. Aww. <laughs> like, yeah. Tiny violin for you. Um, Donna's like, Kevin, see now it comes out. Now we find out more. It sounds like maybe they did. It sounds like maybe he convinced her to make a go of this marriage and leave Sam and promised her a bunch of things that weren't real. Here's what happened. Kevin, we never had a marriage. The whole five months we spent like four separate weeks ago. First of all, Kevin interjects say, well, it's totally different than what you told my sister and my grandmother. Okay, well, bring them out, Kevin. Her seats are, it didn't happen. Donna asks rhetorically, like, what happened when they moved to Texas the day that they got married? He went to jail for two weeks and she had to live in a shelter. And Kevin says, which wasn't my fault. Well, whose fault was it, Kevin? It sounds like you were writing hot checks. Was it that? Let's bring Sam back out. He smooches Donna again, and they start scrapping. Donna's like, when are you going to learn that I don't want you, boy? I get really uncomfortable when people say boy like that. I I don't like it, and I never realized it until maybe more recently. And then once you start hearing it, you can't unhear it. And I understand people say it all the time, but I feel like there's connotations that I don't like. <laughs> if anyone's interested... Commercial, And now we have audience questions, and I honestly don't even know if I want to go through them, because they seemed like they were all... I feel like, It felt like it lasted a lot. It felt like there were a lot of questions. I do like that Jerry saves them all up for the end, but sometimes it's kind of not a lot going on. Um, the first person says, all of y'all, none of y'all know what you want, so go find a new girl, man, and then go from there. Yep. Audience, for... Tonya? <laughs> Tonya? Who's Tonya? And then I was like, I think you meant... I think she meant Tony and got fucked up halfway. Tonya. For Tonya? He slept with you, he slept with her. He obviously has no respect for neither of you, so if you can't tell her... It, so if you can tell her to be a woman enough to take her ass whooping, you can be a woman enough to just leave the two of them alone. Good point, I guess. Next up, I think you two girls can do better than that disgusting pig. (laughs) Sean disagrees. At least he questions it. An audience member who looks like she's come directly from her local Piggly Wiggly says, That poor girl, that poor little girl in the green. (laughs) 
if by green you mean gold, mate. Okay. Unless the camera really changed something for us. Uh, anytime you need help kicking that bitch's ass, I'll help ya. <laughs> cool. Another person in the audience says, I just want to know why Sarah and Tony are fighting over some guy with pimples all over his butt. This is exactly what I'm saying about guys' butts. They're almost really... Okay, if there was a guy's butt and he was in good shape and his skin was clear and there was no hair, then maybe I could possibly see wanting to see it, I guess. I'm not convinced that there's a lot of butts out there like that. <laughs> not on guys. So that's my problem with it. And just it's just confirmed exactly what I thought about Sean's butt the whole time. But Sean responds by threatening to show us his dick again. And then says there's pimples all over her face and asks, shouldn't you be in school? <laughs> that person, like the same person we are, just like, oh yeah, good one. <laughs> like, thumbs up. I like that. I love, um, an audience member who kind of looks like a young Ron Howard says for Richard, how many kegs of apple whatever did you have to drink to sleep with her over your wife? <laughs> wasn't even, it wasn't done with the apple pucker. But Sean just laughs and says a lot. An audience member, uh, it's like boring. They're like, Comment for Richard and his wife. I think you have real love and you should seek out counseling. I think you can get through this. And Jerry's like, yeah, okay. That's the kind of advice you hear on other talk shows. It's all like warm and fuzzy and nice. (laughs) That's good advice though. (laughs) Um, Another audience member says to the one who messed around with Richard, he says he doesn't love you. He don't want you. He's crying with his wife. Before you came out here, leave that man alone, whoremonger. (laughs) So many of these like that I was like about to leave out. That was stupid and pointless until she got to whoremonger. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck's a whoremonger? That's <laughs> wild. Bit of a brief back and forth. The audience person tells her that she'll go to hell for messing with a married man. Lisa doesn't seem concerned. Another person in the audience has a question slash comment for Kevin. Have you decided to get on with your life now? You seem to be a really nice guy. No. And I hate to see you going with something like that. You really need to go forward and find someone real nice for yourself. Mm, questionable. Kevin says, yeah, I did actually try, and I'm sure I will continue to. And Sam's like, you ain't got nothing coming. Kevin's like, and just keeps going from there. And if that's the best you can get, well, that's a good suggestion for her, too. Again, it scares me that Kevin seems like the most mature person here. Uh, an audience member to Richard again. When Pillsbury Doe woman tried to beat up your wife, why didn't you help her? And Richard's like, what the fuck was I supposed to do? <laughs> and they're like, but you didn't do anything. You just sat there and watched her attack her. And Richard's like, okay, well, I'm not going to get caught up in that and end up in a spot where I have to hit her. I'm not going to hit a woman. And she's like, but you could have done something. And <laughs> Richard's like, trust me, she stomped me a couple times and I didn't do anything back. She can handle herself just fine. Mm -hmm. Audience member, last question for Sam. What makes you think she won't do to you what she did to him? Sam's like, doesn't matter. (laughs) Jerry's like, it doesn't matter. um, Kevin's like, no, he doesn't love her or care, care about her. That's why it's back and forth. And Sam's like, it doesn't matter. If she wants to be with me, she'll be with me. I'm not worried about it. I don't know. Okay, Sam maybe has a glimmer of maturity as well. 
scary thought. We got a commercial, and then we got our final thought, which, as always, starts with Jerry thanking everybody on the stage for being there and wishing them luck. You know, they want their exes back. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's good memories. Maybe it's ego, not wanting to be dumped for someone else. But it's not good sense, because even if they could get them back, it's hard to see how it could ever be permanent. Let's face it, stability in a relationship is hard to maintain even in the best of circumstances, and that can happen only when both parties really want it. But here we have strained partners who don't feel particularly bad about what they've done. In fact, they're continuing to sleep with their new lovers. Surely, well, not Richard. Okay. Surely they don't seem out of, seem of a mind or condition to come on home and totally commit. It's far better to move on, cut your losses, find someone who wants to be with you instead of someone you have to force, trick, or manipulate back home. Again, how does any of that apply to Richard? I don't know. Or even Kevin, for that matter. Well, that's it. That's that's it. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Um, Thank you for joining me. Me, me, not Jerry. I'm saying that. Me, Hillary, host of Reality Roots Pod. Please, if you have a really quick second and you wouldn't mind doing me a really big solid, if you could, please give me a really quick one-time rate and or review and or subscribe. That would be so fucking rad. It would be the best Christmas present I could possibly ask for. I will appreciate it so much. And if you did it already, I do appreciate it. from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas, y'all. Happy holidays. Happy birthday to me this month. It's my birthday month, so celebrate that, too. Um, if you want to reach out to me, it's realityrootspod at gmail.com or realityrootspodcast. Pod? Reality Roots pod, pod? Something like that on Facebook. Find me. I'm there and uh, connect with me that way and yeah I hope everybody has a good break I'm gonna try to have a good break by which I mean I probably won't and I'll try to push myself and put out maybe another episode (laughs) but I don't know I do have a very busy Christmas so we shall see but thank you for listening thanks for being here until next time and take care of yourselves and each other okay bye